What is the connection between documentation and compliance? We'll discuss this topic on today's MSP Zone. You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Documentation. I know most people, their eyes glaze over when you start talking about documentation. It's like the boring, it's like the paperwork side of being in managed services, right? Nobody likes doing paperwork. Well, I'd like to change or attempt to change your attitude and opinion uh, when it comes to documentation as an MSP and change it from a necessity requirement which I think it is, and I'll make the case for why it is a necessity and a requirement. But I'll also make it, uh, make the argument that is, that documentation is much more than that. Documentation actually is critical to a successfully run, operated managed services practice. Uh, you can't have a good MSP practice without documentation, period. That's my thesis. That's my statement, and I'll and I'll back it up. I'll offer you some some uh, evidence of that. Um, but we're also going to ask and resolve that question that I asked at the beginning, which is what is the connection between documentation and compliance? Because there are reasons why you, as an MSP, would want to document your service delivery process and other things, but. But typically, compliance doesn't enter into it, or it hasn't until recently. In the last several years, compliance now has become very critical for documentation. And there, and the other argument I'll make is that without documentation, you cannot achieve compliance today as an MSP. It's, it's impossible. It will not happen. You will not be compliant unless you have certain documentation of your practice available to show people and in, and in a certain format. The formatting is actually pretty inconsequential when, when, when you ask me. Um, but the substance, what's in it? What does it cover? Those are the things that um, I, I think are really important. It's something we're going to discuss, and it will do wonders uh, in your managed services practice. So let's just dive right in, right? Um, in, in my experience, um, and I've never really done a study, I don't, I'm not aware of any study that has actually asked this question. Uh, if any of you know of one, uh, let me know. Uh, I would be really curious to see it, but I, I've not seen it. We've never conducted it within the MSP Alliance. But I'm talking just about uh, anecdotal evidence of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, you know, and thousands over the years of MSPs who have come in and and we've certified or audited. The, the number of them at the beginning that do not have really fully matured documentation is is fairly high. Meaning that when they when they come to us versus when they when they leave the program or they finish their first year of doc, of of certification like like an MSP verify it's a very stark contrast at the beginning they don't have much or they don't have anything at the end they've got a really good start uh, on their documentation journey 
And so if you extrapolate that out, I'm deducing that it's an even uh, a, a very similar high percentage of MSPs globally who just don't have documentation, either entirely or they just don't have it very it's not very mature, right? Maybe they have one or two things. Maybe they have, you know, you know, besides articles of incorporation or maybe an operating agreement or maybe a handful of technical documents, but they don't really have things that talk about the process of the organization, the MSP specifics, or even like information security, data handling, data processing, vendor management, uh, all that stuff. It And it doesn't mean that the MSPs aren't doing it. So, if you're out there saying, you know, freaking out because I'm telling you that documentation is is um, is not that significant amongst MSPs, it does not by any means mean that the MSPs aren't doing things the way they should, nor does it mean that the MSPs don't have a process. I'm not saying that. To repeat, I am not saying that MSPs lack process. MSPs, even the the average MSPs, have process. It's just not documented. It's not written down. But they have it. And the better ones, even without documentation, still have a process that is pretty good. It's efficient. It's scalable. It allows them to do the things they need to do. It's secure. It protects the MSP, and it protects the MSP's customers. It just hasn't been written down. The, The components or all of the components aren't existing in a documented, singular, easy-to-access location. And that is really what we mean when we say MSP documentation. And so if you start with that, then it's a, uh, I don't want to say an uphill battle because it's not. I think it's gaining uh, momentum incredibly quickly. I just got off of a webinar um, where uh, with IT Glue, uh, and you know, they they this is what they do. They do I you know documentation for MSPs, and um, so it's it's becoming a more common theme, uh, regardless of what tool you use. You know, even if it's a straight up SharePoint environment or you use Dropbox. I mean, the, where you put it is not as important as do you have something to put there? Do you have documentation that meets the requirements that I that I just uh, outlined? And, and that's where we have a lot of work to do. We, we still have a lot of minds to reach, a lot of MSPs to, um, to convince. And I don't think it's going to be difficult. Uh, honestly, it's going to be you know, the same message that we took you know, many years ago. Maybe for the last five to 10 years, we, we dealt with the you know, password management in a, in a password-locked Excel document. You know, no, that's not the right way to, to secure and, and store your passwords. You, you have professional technologies now that do that for you. That was an educational, evolutionary um, campaign that we had as, a, as an MSP profession to get MSPs from where they were to over here using password management tools. And we have the same thing to do now, again, with documentation. You have a lot of MSPs who have little to none uh, in, in terms of documentation, and we need to get them to having more documentation. Um, for those unconvinced still, like saying, why do I need to have documentation? I've tried it. It's boring. I don't like it. Um, 
my boss asked me to do it. I hate doing documentation. Uh, it's stupid. It has nothing to do with what I do as a technician, as that knock personnel or whatever. You know, I don't know if you're saying that or not, but why is documentation important for a managed service provider organizations? Well, I'll give you four. And I, I kind of went over this in the IT Glue webinar. Um, but for those of you that didn't hear it, uh, this is it's useful. There, there are four that I came up with that are fairly um, f- common benefits that transcend almost all you know segments of MSPs out there. Meaning, it applies to big, small, medium MSPs. It applies these four uh, areas applies to MSPs of no matter what their location around the world, uh, no matter what type of services they offer, no matter what type of customers they service. These kind of four main areas are benefits that will be achieved principally through documentation of policies and procedures. And so it doesn't really matter who you are as an MSP. This should apply to you, period. Um, the, the number one thing is the improvement of your MSP process. The fact that you have, we came from a, you know, the value-added reseller, the VAR, BreakFix, Reactive IT movement from the 1990s, migrated or, or evolved, if you want to look at it that way, into managed services, proactive IT management, uh, not reactive. Uh, process improvement first evolved and only now has started to become codified or started to become standardized and passed down to other MSPs through documentation. Meaning that we're not a bunch of, you know, cavemen sitting around a fire, you know, eating, you know, a, a a leg of brontosaurus, whatever you know they ate back then, passing tales or cryptographs, you know, written on a cave wall, to to pass down and share knowledge. Uh, we now have evolved, and MSPs not only have a duty or or an obligation, if you will, to document their process for themselves and their customers, but they also have an obligation to pass that information on to their peers to educate their peers on what those best practices are because th- that's the only way that you can elevate the entire community without having significant areas of deficiency or subpar performance on the part of an MSP, right? We don't have universities, uh, colleges, um, vocational schools yet that teach managed services practice, right? You can't go to a college and, and like you can go study law, medicine, engineering, accounting, music, art, whatever it is, and get a degree and then go on and, and practice that out in the field, you, the only way you learn managed services is really going to work for another MSP. So documentation is critical for the ongoing evolution and improvement of the MSP process. Um, Another holdover from the VAR reactive break fix community that uh, is is utterly destroyed by documentation and and quite reasonably so because it's a horrible b- 
business practice that I've seen so frequently over the years, and I, I just can't stand it when I do see it. And, and I still see it to some degree today, and it's a very common phenomenon. Um, but I, I think that it's getting less and less prominent, uh, and that is the, the silos of information. Um, whether it's an individual or it's a group of people who possess unique knowledge of something related to the operations of the MSP, these silos can be extraordinarily damaging uh, to the efforts of the MSP to become scalable and efficient. And if you think about it, it's not that radical of, an, of a notion, right? If you've got somebody or a small group of people in an MSP organization and you're trying to grow that that company, right? You're trying to scale it. You're trying to bring on, in an order of magnitude, far more customers than you need. You know, you want a lot of customers to be serviced by you know a relatively small number of people because you've got good technology, you've got good people, number two, and you've got good process that allows those people, technologies, and the process to scale and deliver a really valuable service to a greater multitude of people, greater than a one-on-one relationship is what I'm meaning. You can't do that with those silos existing. You can't do it with one person saying, I'm going to retain all the knowledge of this MSP business in my head, and without me, you can't do anything. And it, it's, it's a very regressive version of, you know, I'm going to take the ball and I'm going to, I'm going to take the ball and I'm just not going to allow anybody else to play. And it's real. I've seen it. And, you know, if, if, if you have someone like that or a group of people in your organization, maybe they don't know it. Maybe it doesn't always have to be hostile. It could just be accidental where you end up with an individual or a group of people in your company that have that information locked up in their head. It's not written down. And it's not because of their fault. It's because no one ever asked them to write it down. I've seen that even more frequently where it's just a, it's not a, a nefarious behavior. It's just a, no one bothered to write down what you do. And it makes sense. I get it. What you do is very complex. What you do can differ depending on your business model. But if you do it right, if you have a good MSP business model, it should be fairly simple to document a set, a small set of service delivery principles and practices into a, a working document. It doesn't mean the document won't change. Documents and process should always change, but it needs to be written down. And that's the only way you get rid of those silos of operations and silos of information. Um, Another area that I, I uh, commented on the webinar about the onboarding of MSP uh, users, especially technicians, um, used to be something that was very much like that caveman analogy I just used of, you know, verbal or oral passage of information, you know, one person speaking to another and saying, this is how we do it. I'm going to show you how we do what we do. That works one-on-one, maybe even one-on-two. But beyond that, you can't really scalable, in a scalable way, onboard new people without having something written down that they can read. 
Because even if you have a, the world's greatest trainer onboarding all of your people, it's not like that person's just going to sit there and be a, you know, a, 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 an FAQ screen for all these people and just, you know, because people are going to have questions. Hey, I forgot how I did this. How, where, where do I go? Or I can't, well, I, nothing's written down, so I got to go ask, you know, so-and-so who did my onboarding. Right? Those are not good ways to bring people onto your organization. You want documentation that will allow you to go back, reference material time and time again, and that leads to the to the fourth uh, area, uh, or fourth benefit of documentation, which is once you've onboarded your users, we're only human. We're gonna make mistakes, and the only way you figure out and correct those mistakes is to know where did the behavior deviate. From where did the behavior deviate? Documentation is one of the best ways to do that because you can't exactly say to someone, follow my lead, I'm going to show you what to do, but if you don't do it, I'm going to expect you to be held to a standard that is not written down anywhere. It's just I told you about it, and you need to remember it forever. That's never going to work. That just it, It's not going to work. It doesn't work. You need to have it written down because that's the only way you enforce, you reasonably enforce constructively your MSP practices, your policies across a multitude of people, um, many of whom probably were onboarded at very different times. And let's, let's face it, when you have an MSP organization, you evolve. Your technologies change, your process change, your customers and service delivery models change. You should be going through fairly regular change every year. May not be radical, but you're going to go through something's going to change in your MSP environment. If you're doing the same thing as an MSP you were doing 15 years ago, you're not evolving. You're treading water or slowly drowning, but that's not managed services. You need to be changing and evolving constantly. And if you want to change and evolve, you need to have documentation to capture to notate and codify those changes so that it becomes easier for you to train the next person that comes on board and then to make sure that that person is doing the things that they need to be doing even as that documentation and that process changes over time. So now let's get back to, now you know why documentation is important. What is that connection between documentation and compliance? What is it, why should it matter to me as an MSP? Well, here's, here's the reality. As I said before, there, it is increasingly difficult. I would say we are now at the point where it is impossible for an MSP to achieve mainstream compliance with the, the, the regular, commonly known certifications, frameworks, audit standards, what have you, without documentation. It's just impossible. It's not like a... It, it's 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 uh, more challenging. You're going to have to work extra hard to achieve compliance. No, it's impossible. The lack of documentation, the lack of specific documentation, depending on the standard, can now today be an absolute barrier to you achieving certification. I'll give you a couple examples. If you're going through an MSP Verify, and to a certain extent uh, SOC two, um, and you don't have any documentation related to your vendor management, right? You don't 
you don't know who your vendors are. You don't have them listed, you know, anywhere. You don't have a process for how you onboard and review and vet those vendors. You don't have any type of risk management associated with those vendors. You're likely going to fail an audit. At the very least, you're going to get an exception, but it's likely that you'll probably fail it because vendor management is such a critical important uh, as part of the MSP Verify process. And it's such a critical thing for not just MSPs, but everybody. In case you haven't heard, in the last 14 months or so, we've had a huge increase since the pandemic started in supply chain vendor attacks. It's such a common attack vector now that the auditors even are just getting wind of it and saying, look, this is such an easy one. Just do it. And if you don't have it, they're going to look at you and say, what are you doing? You know, where have you been for the last 14 months that you don't think that securing your vendors downstream protects you and protects your customers? Of course it does. Um, ISO 27001, uh, impacting a lot of the MSPs and customers in Europe, uh, some in the U.S. and Canada, but mostly in Europe, Australia, Mideast, Africa, Latin America, ISO is very dominant over there, still has a, a number of documentation requirements um, in that standard. NIST, CMMC, right here in the United States, that's becoming very popular topic amongst MSPs and customers. And absolutely, vendor management and documentation of that is a, is a requirement. You have to have it in order to meet those, those specific controls. And the same with GDPR in Europe, again, um, vendor management, processing of data, how you process data, sub-processors of data, again, a, a kind of a European term for vendor management, so downstream vendor management. All of these themes are, are very similar to one another, but they all eventually have a requirement of where is it written down? How do you do this thing and where is that written? Because if you just say, this is how I do it, but I don't have it written down, that is not an acceptable answer anymore. I'm just sorry, it's, it's not. It's, you cannot get away with that. So having documentation, and I'm not saying that if you have documentation, you will then be compliant, no. What I'm saying is without documentation, you cannot be compliant with a lot of these certifications. But there are other things that you also have to achieve beyond just documentation. So don't think of it as it's the only thing you need, but it's an indispensable requirement for achieving that documentation. How do you get started? Well, as I said on the webinar, um, and it, the webinar is probably available if you go to IT Globe. I'm sure you can go register for it and see the, see the replay. Um, what, what I said then was, don't boil the ocean. Just start slow and start to take it easy and don't overthink it too much. Meaning if you're starting at a point of you're starting at zero, you have no documentation in your MSP practice, start with a sentence or two in each of the major areas. Start writing down what is it that you do. Start with the easy stuff. All right. Do you back up your customer data? All right. Great, start with that. How do you do it? Even if you don't offer backup as a service, guess what? 
you should be backing up your own data as an MSP. Start there. I, as an MSP, we back up our internal data X number of times a week. This is the frequency. Do we encrypt it? Do we not encrypt it? Does it stay in the cloud? Does it stay in a, in a data center? If so, where is the data center? Start with those types of process documentation. And then pretty soon, then, then move on to information security. This is how we onboard customers. This is how we onboard users, employees. This is how we offboard employees. This is how we use multi-factor authentication. This is how we handle change management. We open up a ticket. We have the ticket process. The ticket is closed. The ticket is reviewed after it's closed by a senior manager on the NOC team. Whatever that process may be, you just start writing it down and you make it short and sweet. Over time, as you start to evolve your practice, as your process changes and you say, all right, we're going to add a little twist here. We're going to add a, an extra review. We're going to do an extra level of backup. We're going to do something. You write it down. And now you know where to write it down. You go back to the documentation that you started and you add another sentence that amplifies that process a little bit. And every time you make micro adjustments to your MSP practice, that's the process you follow is you write it down and in the practice of writing it down, you'll be able to make sure that everybody understands it. You'll be able to make sure that it is articulated in exactly the way that you want it to look. Everybody can see it. Everybody can be held to that same process with, with no you know, degree of, of variance, really. And you have a great method for ensuring compliance and making sure that your organization can scale, become efficient, and most importantly, can remain compliant because that is honestly the biggest money game for MSPs right now for the next 10, 20 years is being in the compliance business making your customers compliant because you as an MSP are compliant. It all starts with documentation. Hey, if you have any thoughts about this, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. Um, we always love to hear comments. Uh, MSPzone at MSPalliance.com is the email. Throw us a line. If you like it, hate it, you got some other thoughts, suggestions, we always love to hear from you guys. Um, but I hope you take this to heart. If you're if you're starting from zero, you don't have anything, start today. That's my best advice. It won't take that long before you have something really meaningful and the benefits will come very, very quickly. I assure you of that. This is Charles Weaver with the MSP Zone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.